Hi, this is Randy, and you're listening to The Beauty Brains, where real scientists answer your beauty questions for Tuesday, April 8th, 2014. Welcome to our show on anti-aging ingredients. I'm Randy Schuler, and I'm here in the studio with my co-host, Perry Romanowski. Hey, Perry. Hello, Randy. How's it going? Good. Hey, uh, you know, way back in episode 14, which was at the beginning of 2014, um, sure. you told our audience about a certain challenge you set up for yourself, and it's it's something you work on every single day of the year, and now that it's April, I thought it you know might be nice for you to give us a quick update, and of course... You know I'm talking about the Perry Romanowski push-up bra challenge. <laughs> it's not a push-up bra. It's actually push-ups. <laughs> what? And in, you know, push-ups where you get on the ground and you push yourself up. Oh, I, I, was, I was thinking about something completely different. But <laughs> So how does that work? <laughs> the push-up bra challenge? I do not know. But the push-up <laughs> challenge is where you do the number of push-ups as the number of days of the year. Oh, so what are you up to now? Well, we're coming up on the 100th day of the year, so it'll be 100 push-ups. And you do all those in a single day? Well, I try to get them all in a single day. I I can't do them all in a single roll. I I used to be able to, like back in the 70s, you know, (laughs) way back in March I could do that. But uh, now it's getting a little tougher, so I break them up in a couple. But, you know, it's all about heart healthy and, you know, my goal of doing all of these physical things, like I run every day and, um, you know, I try to eat healthy, but it's all about living for a long time. So just to be clear then, it has nothing to do with lingerie. <laughs> no, it's a longevity. I can I see s- how you mixed that two up. Uh, you know, I sometimes I barely pay attention to what you're saying. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, uh, should we have a little uh, beauty science news? Well, yeah, speaking of uh, Fountain of Youth, yeah, let's talk about this beauty science news. Yeah, I saw this article. Uh, actually, I, I came across it in my news feed uh, for paranormal phenomena. You know, I, I like, oh, really? track, yeah, I track like, uh, you know, UFO stuff and Bigfoot sightings and all that stuff. I, I get a kick out of that. And uh, you know, you know, that's actually my full name, paranormal. <laughs> ah, that's good. See, see Perry, but Perry. yeah, no, I, I, I get it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so in my, my news feed for that uh, topic, I saw this story about this, uh, the case of the fashion billionaire and the fountain of youth. Uh, so I thought that would be interesting to talk about. Apparently, it's this uh, 70-year-old uh, Peter Nygaard, I guess you pronounce it, and he says that stem cell treatments are making him younger. So he's, uh, apparently, he, uh, the quote is that he's taking perhaps more stem cell treatments than anybody else in the world. He says, I've been doing it for four years now, and I'm a testimonial that this stem cell uh, treatment really works. And according to him, there's a a study out of the University of Miami that suggests he is getting younger and that they're actually measuring some sort of biomarkers uh, to to show that he is reversing his age. So, wow. uh, Wow. Sounds kind of crazy, huh? Well, first of all, I I also stumbled on this article, but... uh... It came in my news feeds because I have alerts for sciencey things like stem cells. I hadn't thought about that. That's a good angle to go science. <laughs> and yeah, science. It works. Um, that that should be like the new slogan for science. Science. It, it works. works. <laughs> Maybe I should start a company. Uh, but 
the, and the other thing is, you know, remember way back in a couple shows ago, we were talking about stem cells, and and stem cells have sort of impinged the cosmetic uh, marketer's uh, lexicon, right? And so, uh, <laughs> how many thesaurus words can I throw yeah. into a single sentence? <laughs> Uh, no, so uh, there are a lot of uh, cosmetic science lines that say they they have stem cells, and uh, so. But as you recall, we you know stem cells are those cells inside everybody who, and actually inside almost all organisms that uh, have the potential to become any other kind of cell. So you know your heart cells are, and brain cells, they all have the same DNA material, but. Mm-hmm. They've differentiated, so they express different genes, so they become different things. Stem cells can be anything. They haven't. They are. That's before they've differentiated. And right, and they can also produce more of themselves. Exactly. Uh, without the, uh, without that programmed cell death problem. <laughs> um, so this guy, I I can't figure what he's doing. I, was he taking stem cell injections? I guess. I think so. I mean, I, I I didn't get the sense he's just using like a, a topical cream or lotion. It must be some sort of uh, internal treatment. Yeah, because you know we know those those topical things really don't work. Right. Um, <laughs> and it still amuses me that people put apple stem cells on their skin. <laughs> well, I, I suppose if you wanted to grow bark on your, <laughs> yourself, <laughs> it's all natural. Sure. <laughs> Now, I wonder if this story is even for real. I mean, is there this fashion guru? Uh, you're thinking the whole thing is a hoax? You know, it's the internet. You never know what's going to be true on the internet. No. I mean, let's let's just assume that it's, it's true. He's a resident of the Bahamas. And they showed a picture of an old dude who looks youthful. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, you know, it's reversing his age. It, it all seems very... Uh, I'm I'm a little skeptical. Although I have to say I'm not skeptical of the idea that eventually there will be some sort of uh cosmetic treatment, stem cell treatment, you know, a cosmetic thing. Uh first because of course it's it would be a huge uh huge market. Say you could take stem cells from your younger self, save them up and inject them back into your body mm-hmm. when you're older and I mean you know, even with your skin, you know, skin over time, it, it starts to sag and you lose collagen, elasticity and stuff. And, sure. And I suppose if you had, if you could inject some of your more youthful stem cells, you could kind of rebuild that, you know, collagen structure, perhaps. Hmm. Um, so this might be like the future of, I don't know, like Botox type kind of treatments like that. So you're saying you think... It, it's it may be possible someday, but the technology doesn't currently exist. So. Yeah, the technology of stem cell is just not nearly far enough along. But the thing that I think is uh, makes this technology even semi-promising is that the market, if if this actually did work, the, and it's it's plausible that it could work, um, the market would be huge, right? And so there is there would be incentive for. Uh, companies to you know put billions of dollars in research behind it to actually do it uh, unlike things like uh, you know ne- neglected diseases where people are dying you know <laughs> but poor people are dying so pharmaceutical companies don't really care because they don't have any money but rich people would want this so sadly this is probably where research dollars would go yeah well I, I suppose 
you know, we could have looked into this uh, University of Miami study to see what sort of markers they were measuring. Uh, you know, if we could find that report online. I, frankly, I was too busy reading the next article about Bigfoot's love child. <laughs> but I suppose you could look into that study and see if there's anything behind it. So I don't know. <laughs> wow. I heard they got some hairs from Bigfoot, you know. <laughs> yeah, I saw that story, too. I have yet to see the follow-up uh, if they've, you know done the DNA research to determine what they actually found, but they uh, they did find some purported evidence. They, they found the Bigfoot and his pet Chupacabra. <laughs> <laughs> Love the Chupacabra. I think we're I think we're uh, falling off of our core audience here, yeah. so perhaps perhaps we can move on to the question. All right, we do have a question of the week, uh, and this one comes from Cindy. Hi, Randy and Perry. This is Cindy. I was wondering if Active ingredients in cleansers like alpha-hydroxy acids, salicylic acid, vitamin C, uh, if they really do anything in a cleanser or if all the good stuff just gets rinsed down the drain and nothing is left on your skin. Thanks. That's an excellent question uh, and very uh, astute, you know, because, uh, you know, when you see something like a cleanser, when it's going to claim that it does something... Um, but it's supposed to wash away something. <laughs> right. It well, seems it seems sort of diametrically opposed to be able to leave something behind but wash everything off, right? It uh, you know it reminds me of the challenges that we face when you're uh, formulating a two-in-one shampoo, right? It's the same idea. You want to um, clean the hair, but you also want to leave behind some conditioning agents. Right. Um, I always I always called it you know you wanted to leave clean dirt. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, washing and leaving, yeah, making yeah. your hair dirty while you wash it. <laughs> right. So, we, I mean, and we know that's possible. So it's as um, diametrically opposed as it sounds, at least in some cases, you know, in the case of a two-in-one shampoo, it certainly works. So, you know, does that same principle apply to facial uh, facial cleansers? That's a great question. Yeah, and, and certainly there are ways, there are technologies that... Uh, can apply. So let's just go through some of those technology of, of, of how we clever cosmetic chemists, or <laughs> at least we cosmetic chemists, uh, have figured out how to uh, deposit stuff onto the surface while also cleaning the surface. All right. And probably the first way is what we call coacervation or a, a dilution deposition method. And so what this is, is when you have your cleansing uh, formula, you have your essentially your conditioning or moisturizing ingredient or the ingredient you want to deposit there mm -hmm. and it is has limited solubility in um, in that solution and so what what makes it soluble is that it has uh, you know the surfactants in there make it soluble right but what happens when you are using the product you start to add water to that system and that dilutes it out and as it dilutes out, it becomes less soluble, and the structure that was keeping it all together breaks down. And as that breaks down, all of the insoluble or water-incompatible materials are deposited on the surface. And voila, you're left with uh, a, a surface that has stuff still on it, even though it's been rinsed away. The surfactants have been rinsed away. Right. So if you've got something that's um, that's hydrophobic, so that doesn't like to be in water, and the only reason it's um, suspended in the product is, like you said, because of the surfactant matrix, and as that you know becomes diluted with more water, that um, hydrophobic material tends to not want to stay in the rinse water. It, it would like to find a more uh, like substance to attract to. So in the case of hair and skin, those are um, 
uh, less hydrophilic than the water itself. So that's going to drive those materials to try and stay behind on hair and skin versus just getting rinsed down the drain. Now, that works well for materials that are not water soluble. So there, you know, are there's a limit, right? Because there are some active ingredients like vitamin C that are water soluble. So that wouldn't work in this type of system. Right, water soluble stuff just will sort of go away. Right, because it's it likes to be in the water. There's nothing to drive it out of the solution onto your hair or skin. It's perfectly content just to be surrounded by water molecules, which is going to tend to flush it away. Uh, incidentally, I think it's cute how you anthropomorphize the molecules and say what they like <laughs> and don't like. It's, it's like, hey, we should have like the bachelor for water molecules, <laughs> different molecules. Sorry, I just I just am trying to still get over that uh, Juan Pablo uh, debacle on The Bachelor last season. <laughs> Sorry. I, I actually have not, I, I must have missed that. Oh, it was a fascinating show, which I'm sure a lot of our audience watches. Perhaps you should tune into, uh, you know, the pop culture of the <laughs> beauty world. And speaking of pop culture, there's also the encapsulation route. So, yeah, so water-soluble ingredients are not uh, easily delivered through that dilution deposition method. Um, fortunately, there's a second approach to uh, delivering active ingredients from a cleanser system, and that's the encapsulation route. Uh, and, you know, that's, as the name implies, you're, you're encapsulating or putting the ingredients in a capsule, uh, and then that capsule is what is suspended in the, in the cleanser matrix in this case. Uh, so, you're, you know, the idea is you're using like a little shell or a vesicle, uh, and that serves three purposes, right? It, first of all, it suspends.